November 15, 2018. It's a lot from Pedro's show.
Why for Pedro Show? Hey, brother man, how you doing? Howdy, everything is good. Everything yeah, is well, good. Happy to be in a little Pedro role here, here, several in a row. That's right. <laughs> Pretty close. And we're feeling some yeah. effects where it ain't too fine. Yeah, yeah. A little coughing. We, we, we got, although it's November, people, mm-hmm. it's almost 80 degrees here. Yeah, sometimes October, November, some of the nicest months once the, the Santa Ana's roll in. But now they're aiding the bet in these fucking fire storms. Also, fuck people. I think we got four big ones going. Huge. Three of them here in so, uh, SoCal, but the, the deadly ones up like there by Chico. Yeah, yeah, Yuba City's on there. Uh, Man, it feels so bad. And uh, if you, I know the Red Cross has taken some money. Mm. Yeah, Bloom, I found some, mm. there's some donates. So. Uh, Crime any. Huh? Yeah, some uh, friends of friends, Burning Man group, uh, their whole family got toasted. Yeah. It sucks. Jesus. I always think of that, you know. My dream was always coming back from a gig in Hollywood or something, mm. and you see the smoke, the fire, mm. the fire truck as you get closer, and it's, it's like, you're bad! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is almost... Anyway, big love to everybody getting through this. Yeah, be safe. Uh, we started with Jimmy's Mode, John Coltrane. And then we got a guest via the incredible engineers from Estonia who brought us Skype for Econo, <laughs> even though fucking microshite has it now. They couldn't do it without them dudes bringing it aboard. We got Ned Collette from Berlin. Yeah, cool. Welcome. I, welcome, Ned. You guys had a momentous Thank you meeting. very much. And we got uh, Stateless Brave from your uh, new record. It came out last month. Sure, yeah, yeah, it came a uh, couple of months back now, yeah. Oh, a couple of months, sorry. But for us, it's brand new, and we're going to be playing it and listening to it. I love it much. We had your buddy Fred on last show, who did, just sure. did some gigs with you on bass. But I want to fucking drop a quarter in the Wayback Machine, Ned. Cool. And ask you to recall your earliest musical memory. Oh, man, I reckon it was so... I grew up in Melbourne in so the little southern bottom end of Australia there. And I, I reckon it was down the beach. And I think it was, do you remember that, that guy, Lloyd Cole? And he had a band, Lloyd Cole and the Commotions? Yeah, I think a New Jersey guy. No, no, he was an English guy. But he, they were all up in Scotland. I think the band was Scottish, but he was English. Oh, wow. But, oh, wait, he lives, uh, maybe he lives now. I think he's been, like, living in the States for forever, like, for yeah, 20, 30 think, years now. I don't know his beginnings, but I think he spent some time, he might still be there in New Jersey. <laughs> I think, uh, so I, had, um, I think there were some guys from the Voidoids who played guitar for him, like, uh, uh, maybe uh, Ivan Julian or Bob Quine. I can imagine that. Like, it's totally the same generation. Oh. Incredible guitars, the Voidoid guys, man. Uh, I don't know. If yeah. You know that album, Blank Generation, right? Yeah, yeah. Big yeah, influence man. on me and D Boone. Oh yeah, totally, man. Like, so, who says it's good to be alive? The same ones that keep it a perpetual drive. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> Great uh, uh, line. Uh, yeah. Uh, the drummer Marky Bell, he ended up in the Ramones. Anyway, what about right. Lloyd Cole? So I reckon I, my, I've got a couple of much older sisters, like 12, 13 years older than me, and they, that, that album, the first Lloyd Cole and the Commotions album, 
was called Rattlesnakes, and that hit really big in Australia for some reason, like much bigger than anywhere else. Kind of like ABBA, like ABBA was big in Australia way before anywhere else. Okay, but um, I know Stooges so has been big in uh, Australia. Yeah, like early, what do they call early adopters or something? Um, so, but yeah, everyone was into this record. Like they were all in their teens, and I was probably four or five. And I, I just think that's the first one. I often think about it, and I still love that record, man. It's, I mean, it's kind of crazily undergraduate, you know, like all these lyrics about reading Simone de Beauvoir and stuff. But yeah, it holds up. It's it's, it's a killer band. Okay, and I read so, some interview, and apparently they were all into Bill Frizzell and all sorts of weird shit. So there you go. Petra has been recorded with Bill Frizzell. Yeah, right. Incredible guitar man. Uh, yeah. So, so look, you got older sisters in the pad. Is there is there anybody playing instruments where you grew up in the house? No, really. Okay. No, my dad. Well, my dad a bit. You know, he played guitar and he sang. And when I was growing up. He just sort of had odd jobs, like he worked in a music store and he used to sing in coffee lounges when that was a thing. So, so there's a guitar sitting around the house then? There's a guitar sitting around the house, you know, like my parents split when I was pretty young, probably about four. Yeah. So whenever I was at my dad's, there was a guitar sitting around, but it was this like gnarly old mate and steel string. It was impossible to play, you know, like... <laughs> I've still got it. It's, it's a great guitar. It's, I, I did some work on it. It's actually, it records really well, but it's, you know. Help build up the strength in your fingers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So what never gonna Ned, can you tell me the first record you bought for yourself? Uh, I reckon, yeah, it's, can it be a tape? Yeah, of course. Just something like you went and got picked. It wasn't given to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure on the timing, but I reckon it was um, the Fine Young Cannibals, the Roar and the Cooked, on tape. Okay, yeah, I remember those guys. Trio from England, huh? Yeah, sure. Kind of soul yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Got yeah, a, like a this good kind singer. of late 80s soul music. Yeah, they had, they had a big hit. Weirdly enough, I know the singer now pretty well. He's kind of a friend of my family in a really random way. Wow, yeah, he was a good singer. Mm. Uh, mm. What about uh, what about in school? Did you take any music classes in school and shit? Sure. So, like, my dad was keen on that. I learned piano when I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight until I was about 11. And then I switched, got a guitar on my 11th birthday, just a nylon string, you know, um, Spanish kind of dealio. Yeah. And, and then had was, there, was there a piano in the pad? There was, there was, there was. My dad's second wife was a piano teacher. Oh, wow. Fact. So there, there was a good old piano there. And, um, now, was your, piano was, learning, was your piano learning experience a good one, or was it a horror? Uh, it was kind of tough, but, but I, it's, yeah, it's hard to tease it out from the retrospect what well, didn't want to make you run away from music is what I'm saying. No, I mean, no, I had a fairly tough Your brother teacher. Matt has had people on the show where it almost destroyed people's <laughs> love of music, this experience. Other people, it was a really good one. I think it depends no, on... No, it was cool. It I was cool. It I had a guy who was teacher. kind of That's tough. my guess. Say again? I think it's about, about the teacher. Totally. 
I had a pretty tough teacher, but he was kind of, he was pretty lateral. He could tell I wasn't going to be a concert pianist, and I was more interested in, like, improvising and, and making stuff up and getting into songs and the Beatles and all that crap. So, you know, he kind of moved with me, which is, you know, always, always good. Well, what about school? Were you in, like, the orchestra or the marching band? Or I don't know how nah, in Australia. by the time I was in school, I was playing guitar, and you couldn't really you know the guitar doesn't really fit into the orchestra there was kind of a there was kind of a stage band you know doing jazz and stuff like that yeah and i was sort of in that but i i think mostly uh, i kind of didn't start playing with people until i just sort of started jamming with people you know yeah, i wasn't really in school in the yeah. garage basement Bedroom. Totally. Sometimes at school or whatever, we'd kind of get on side with the music teachers and they'd let us lock up and stuff. It was pretty cool, actually. Wow, that's pretty loose. I want to play uh, yeah. Wakanui.
Just a few drops Can change everything A few drops Can change everything Just a few drops Can change everything Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try 
no hell. Be lost. Above us on this sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. And no religion too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You may say I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will live as one. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger. A brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people. Sharing all the world, you may say I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will. Be as
Borac gol.
Watch for Pedro Show. You just heard uh, Carriage 6 from Ned Collette, new record. Dick's ahead of that. Cities are burning. Kind of yeah, current. appropriate. Yeah, that's Gary Floyd. He's doing uh, painting now in the city. Beautiful man, Gary Floyd. King Champion sounds brand new. Our Netherland, uh, speaking of Crow. Dietrich and Barnes, that's John Dietrich. Jeremy Barnes. Yeah, out of New Mexico with Sandwild, they got a new album. Uh, old uh, Zagreb band. Trobe, Kove, Kushne, Pese. It's like this guy's bricks. It's, it's, yeah, there was some serial killer, uh, I don't know, 40 years ago, 70s or something, and he was burying the people in the back. Cooking them or burning them up or some shit. But they're bad, man. This band from the early 80s. Yeah, kind of Minuteman, wow. the Koya, you know, uh, funky, it's great, little trio. Oh, righteous. Uh, Stanislav turned me uh, up. Cool. By the way, Brother Matt, in January, we're going to have five, uh, four Balkan bands in a row. Oh, yeah? Shows, oh, yeah. Bitch. Brother Vasco again with oh, his new yeah, band, cool. 21 cool. Back. The Milo Man from uh, Zagreb. Actually, the bass man is Komija. Uh, cool, bitchin'. Yeah, Miroslav. Wow. And then uh, Turisti is another one, and... Uh, the guy who uh, runs the club that when I play in Zagreb, uh-huh. it's uh, Mokva, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, it's right by the Sava River, and uh, his name is Cornell, and his band is called Sh- Shumsky. Oh, bitchin'. Yeah. So we're cool. going to get some old country. Yeah, very Young cool. people do, from the old country doing it. Very music. cool. Uh, uh, January 2019, our first shows. And then uh, ahead of that was uh, Maya and the Revolutionary Hell Yeah, up the city, Cop Stream. Yoko Ono with her version of Imagine. Ahead of that, brand new from MB Jones out of Pusan with a few drops of poison. And we started it all off with Wakanui from Ned Collette. And he's got a story about this. It's a, it's a Maori word. And his ma is from New Zealand. And uh, let's tell us, Ned. So, yeah, I mean, it's from New Zealand. But the weird thing was there's these three streets in Northcote in Melbourne where I'm from. And Northcote's kind of one of the first houses I lived when I was out of home, you know. Lots of students around, lots of music. And I lived in this street, Wakanui Street. And the other ones were Hakateri and Omaru, maybe. Anyway, it's really weird, just these three Maori street names in Melbourne. There's no other ones, you know. Wow. And in, in this house, I guess I was like 19. By this stage, I was studying music at uni, you know, like studying guitar and improvised music and jazz and shit. And I lived there with three other musos and I probably, like, I probably learnt 99% of everything I think about music in that one year in 1999. Wow. You know, just living living with these older guy, a drummer who I'd been to high school with who's brilliant, a couple of years up from me. And an amazing flute player who was about my age, Belinda Woods. And we just played. We played in a band together and we were just always together and listening to stuff. And and so I made this song that you heard a couple of years ago for this record. And I f- it was just a, it was kind of this weird organ loop with, you know, and then I just had a bit of a blow over the top of it on guitar. And then at the end I kind of said, oh, that reminds me of all that music from back then. So I just named it after the street. And then... Seriously, two days later, I get an email from them, from Belinda and Tim, who'd lived there ever since for 20 years or something, saying, oh, man, we just got evicted. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. 
No more Wakanui Street. Sure, but I mean, it was amazing they lasted that long. But the timing was weird. Can you haka? What was that, brother? Can, can you do the haka? Can you do the haka there, Ned? I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> My cousin has scary. <laughs> <laughs> haka. That's uh, where they chant and then. No, but in Japan, a haka is a graveyard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <a> boneyard. <laughs> they have these little posts. <laughs> Some of them, like, they ain't. Anybody that the spirits are there, yeah, they give you another name. I don't know, Shinto. Some, I don't understand so much, but Hold yeah, like, trip. yeah, boneyard with like, there's no bones. <laughs> no, one haka will scare you into the other. Into the other, haka, <laughs> right, right. You get another name too, like a, I guess you're waiting to be reborn, right? Because Buddha kind of a, a incarnation. Uh, I don't know exactly. Back in line. Anyway, that's trippy. I know about the Maori haka though. That's pretty. Yeah, that's badass. Well, it's not, they might, you, there's nothing, I don't know, man, when I was in Tokyo and I went to, like, the Natural History Museum or whatever, or just the History of Japan Museum, there was a lot of stuff there I saw that seemed, like, the expressions and the carvings and all that sort of thing that, you know, you can see a line through those cultures. Yeah, a little similarity oh, in that yeah, stuff. Well, you really get it from other, totally. You know, you know you get, about then you get Taiwan. so much coming from the other way, from, like, Hawaii and stuff. Well, you know about Taiwan. Tell me. Them investigate via DNA. Taiwan, this is before all the Han uh, Chinese people came over because of that civil war they had about 70 years ago. But before that, the Aborigine, the the, the beginning people of Taiwan, they're the ancestors of most of the Polynesia people. And Japan has some of that that DNA in it. People to Easter Island, to Hawaii, Uh they all come from Taiwan. That's a good Actually, point. It ties in all that yeah, tiki I mean, stuff. Yeah, yeah. incredible, yeah. incredible sailors. Yeah. I mean, these exactly. guys, yeah, they didn't have maps, you know. They had these sticks for mm-hmm. maps with little rocks in them mm-hmm. because they looked at the angles of the waves. They used some stars. Yeah. You know, longitude, mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. really do with the stars. Yeah, those Polynesian sailors that came all the way to land right on Cabrillo Beach a couple of years ago on the old <laughs> boats they made. It's incredible. Anyway, back to your music journey, Ned. What was... Yeah. What was the first gig you did in front of people? Uh, it was um, it was like apart from at a school assembly or something, like the actual public. Yeah, you got to play in front of people, you know. I Are reckon you talking about was, recital or? No, nah, I reckon like the first kind of gig where I felt like it was a proper gig yeah. was, um, so I had a band towards the end of high school, I guess I was 15, 16 sort of thing. With drums, bass, guitar, power tunes, and we, yeah, sure. I sang a bit, but we were also really into like the Dirty Three. Oh. And I was really into the necks and stuff. So we had lots of instrumentals as well. I got to jam with those guys uh, almost every day of the big day off. I mean, big. Day oh off. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, year like was five, that? It's like <laughs> five gigs in three weeks, so they <laughs> call it like the big day off. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. It was in uh, 1996. I was playing with Porto for Pyro the first time. I helped another band. And well, that was the first time I came across you, too. Okay. I saw Perry last week. Did I tell you that? Perry's got a new band. I, I saw him with Bob Weir. Oh, wow. Bob Weir from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Perry's got a new band called the Kind Heaven. Oh. Is Bob Weir in it? No. He no, he, he sang, uh, came out <laughs> and sang uh, Friend of the Devil. Bob Weir was with Wolf Brothers. And he came out and sang Friend of the Devil, and then they did Breakdown by Tom Petty. That was wow. trippy. Wow. Uh, cool. 
I don't know Wolf Brothers, unless you mean Wolf that's Brothers. His new, that's his new band. Know. That's his new band, little trio, just a drum and bass guys. No oh, more, cool. Yeah, no more Bob Weir band. Uh, no Rat Dog or none of that. Dog, the, that's yeah. what it was. Oh, that had the, the bass man. Uh, Bob Wasserman yeah. passed away. Yeah. yeah. Good bass man. Yeah, this guy was cool. Okay. So how'd that cool. gig go? How'd that gig? It was cool. It was, it was like a, there was like this guy, this mad guy, had a, a guitar store up above a kebab shop called kebab? Zombie Music. Like shish kebab? <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And it was right, right around the corner from my house. I think I was still living at home. You know, I was still in high school. And there's this kebab. There's this place called Zombie Music, and he stuck us out on like the awning above the kebab shop. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know when you walk down, you know Spawning what I mean? is the thing over the hatch, so rain don't yeah. come on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, I don't think it's really supposed to be stood on. Anyway, we set up a drum kit and some amps and shit. It's cool. There were trams going by and like a girlfriend sat over the other side of the road, like on the curb. The old Italian ladies uh, talking to them. It was cool. And I still got photos from there. It was really, it was a nice start. And you weren't afraid? I was afraid of falling off the roof, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to ask you, what was your first electric guitar? Uh, my first electric guitar, oh, that breaks my heart, it was a, like a Maton, it was called a Maton, I can't remember what it was called, a Maton Rocket or something, it was red, like, it was kind of like a Gibson 335 sort of shape, you know? Okay. Double... Double cutaway, but kind of like soft little horns there. And what kind of uh, amp? Like a Fender, you know, your classic 15-watt Fender. Not a champ, but, you know, some like transistor thing. Crate. Yeah, like, yeah, something. Like, I'm still kicking around in Melbourne, that amp, actually. I ripped all the vinyl off it thinking I'd, like, polish up the wood, but it was just plywood underneath a chipboard or something. <laughs> I did what the first bass I got. I didn't like the finish. It was some kind of red and yellow. So, I, but like sandpaper, that's going to take too long. So I wrapped sandpaper around a drill bit. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker had so many divots in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, terrible. Yeah. Because, you know, you couldn't get it even, yeah, right? Little, It'd go down. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a dumb fuck. I, I think it was 15. Well, the first couple yeah. of years, I didn't know the bass had bigger strings. I thought they actually yeah. had skinnier necks. Oh, they only have four strings. I didn't know they had. I remember. Yeah, right. I was like 16 when I saw. No, I'm not 16 yet. I just started 10th grade, so a couple of months before I turned 16. And Chuck's out of music, brother Matt. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing, and this guy's in my homeroom. Hey, I thought you were a bass player because he sees me all like foaming and tripping on this thing. I said, I am. Uh, I I looked at him like, you know, you know what this is? And he goes, you know, that's a bass. And I said, yeah, I know that. (laughs) I didn't know that. And then I thought, whoa, that's why there's only four strings. They're so fucking big. (laughs) We're at the end of the first hour, November 15, 2018. Just a for Peter show special guest, Ned Collette. Hope time for hour two. November 15, 2018, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
I was invited along to a barbecue with some friends of mine in Richmond. And uh, after being quite intoxicated by mid-afternoon, I don't even remember hearing the race run. But uh, I uh, awoke about 8.45 on the couch in what can only be described as some sort of horrific sexual fantasy. I remember feeling quite pleasant in my sleep. And then I awoke to see the head of a balding man with my penis in his mouth. To my shock and horror, I stood up. What are you doing? I cried. I ran out of the room and leapt off the balcony into rose bushes. If that's all there is, if that's all there is, my friend, then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze and have fun. If that's all.
sat and bloody at the mound We children of this age His favorite did We talked about the people now Impervious and sold We talked about our will against the dark Now we're glowing minuscule against the world Forgotten and forgetting And in the morning you'll wake with another And my eyes will have barely even closed and Driving back we'll split our love into its silent hug Silent song that never ends Come to me You know you were my friend And all the rest have drifted off alone
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour with Ned Collette doing Sacred Cats. And Amy Apps with uh, Begin Anywhere. Mold Omen, till, True Till Death. The Healers with Death Street Tango. Ah, Kim Salmon and Spencer P. Jones. Is that all there oh, is? Yeah. We lost Brother Spencer. And Brian Hooper. I, I got to <coughs> share the stage with him with the last Stooges gigs in 2013. And, uh, both those cats, I really dug. I met them uh, earlier, big day off too. But uh, Conway Savage, Conway Savage died too. That's right, like Conway, the keyboard man. Because yeah, my buddy yeah. Larry's doing drums now for Nick. He was doing sure, sure, took, yeah, yeah, I know Larry. Yeah, he took Con. Well, he lived a bunch of years in Berlin, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in Oslo these days. I think he's going to do yeah, something right. with Mick Harvey uh, in a couple of weeks. Carvey's bringing well, like all those Melbourne guys, they're just all getting to that age, you know. It's kind of scary, but I guess you know they were the big three this year. Maybe maybe there'll be a bit of a break now. Yeah, hopefully. Tex looked in good shape, <laughs> uh, but you know that shit, especially the pancreatic cancer mm, shit, it yeah. just comes so quick. Yeah. A lot of, we lost Tony from the Dills like weeks. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it's 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 yeah. I mean. Grant's Farm, Ned Collette. Uh, okay, look, we're talking about Melbourne. You got kind of an Australian accent, it sounds like. But we're talking to you in Berlin. So how'd that happen? Oh, man. Well, Australia's a long way from anywhere else, you know. And sure. It, I don't know, maybe that, like Melbourne's a great scene, and I think that's kind of why it's a great scene. Because you're kind of stuck out there, and you kind of foster your own thing, and people are really like all in it together but it gets to a point where you know i started touring here a bit and every time i wanted to tour here it was just you know cost a lot of money to get here i came through berlin a few times met some people germany had visas for me because you know the english wouldn't give me anything because they just you know they just founded our country and then fucking closed the gates (laughs) (laughs) and then um yeah, you know, I should point out they founded the country. They didn't actually start the land, but let's not get into that. <laughs> um, and so I liked it, and I came here, and I like within. I thought I'd come for a year or two, and within about six weeks, I was I was home. You know. So how long you been living there? Uh, it'll be nine years in March. Okay, I think that's how long Larry lived. Yeah, yeah, it's getting up there. And let's talk about this. Uh, well, what about the first record you did? Like the first, me- like Ned Collette record, yeah. or the first re- recording or like album I was on, or something. Yeah, both. Okay, so like I think the first, the first recording I did was with this band, and it was with Tim and Belinda, who lived in that house. Yeah. And Tim Tim was like this guy who was probably 20 years older than me. I was probably 19. He was probably late 30s. Amazing saxophone player. And he had a band called Bojass. It's like B-O-H-J-A-S-S. They're still going. But the first album they ever made, they've been going for 10 years before I joined, but the first album he ever made with that band, I was on that record. Okay. It's like a, kind of like a free jazz like, you know, Coltrane, Pharaoh Sanders-inspired kind of free jazz thing, but with a bit more kind of heavy composition in between. Um, I have to link you up with it, man. I think you dig that record. Okay. 
You know, Jass, J-A-S-S, was the old way that the brothers spelled it. Exactly, and so he was, yeah, he was yeah. like, what for him it was short for Bohemian Jazz. Okay. And he was like, I mean, Tim was like a guy from the middle of nowhere countryside, but he was, he's, well, he's, I shouldn't talk about him in the past tense. He's still around. He's still making heaps of records and stuff. But, yeah, he was, he was tuned into that whole sort of history of things. And I think it's short for Jasmine. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, strong smell. They had it at the Casa Puta, you know, kind of odor. Deal with the odor. Sure, sure. So first I time I played... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. First time I played in Sydney at that big yeah. day out. They have it at the yeah. county fair. Oh, yeah. So you're in these fucking stalls, you know, where there have been cows turning oh. up and fucking storms, so they got jasmine all over. Same thing. So, shared a shared experience. I want to play... Uh, no! It's time for Brother Matt's spin cycle. Oh, here we go. Bring it, Brother Matt. Cool.
brother Matt. Lightning what made you do what you did to us today? That was Thanksgiving music. Thanksgiving. <laughs> music that it keeps It started killing. with tack with Thanksgiving and just kind of went from there with a slight technical difficulty, but <laughs> we pulled it off. That's right. Uh, back on the uh, air here with Ned Collette, Berlin, we're talking about... he. Well, let's talk about this record that, that just came out. When, when, sure. when did the idea for it come out, uh, come up with you, Ned? Uh, so it's like, you know, I, I finished, I think the last one came out in 2014. I started working on a new one. And then me and my partner in everything, Joe Talia, who's the drummer, producer, avant-garde musician extraordinaire who lives in Tokyo now, we kind of got this new record to a point where we thought it was done, but it was kind of just songs, and they were all kind of just crashing into each other, you know, like sitting on top of, top of each other. And then we had, like, all this instrumental stuff that we'd sort of squirreled away over the years, and I started sort of throwing that in between the songs, and then I wrote to him and said, hey, I think this needs to either have less songs and be shorter or have more songs and be, like, a double record. And so I guess... That whole idea came around probably 2016 or something, early 2016. And then it kind of just made itself in a way. We just had to kind of place things. Where'd you do it? I do most of my recording. Um, I got like a little studio under my apartment, although at that time I didn't have that. So it was like my partner was pregnant. I was mostly recording in our bedroom, and then once our daughter came along, I think the situation was we were sleeping in the room with her, and then the other room, we were both working because my partner was writing a PhD and stuff. Like, it just got done, I don't know, in the house. I did it in the house, and I sent it back to Joe in Melbourne and Tokyo, and he added bits and, and mixed things and sent them back, and... Like, pretty much all my stuff's been a bit like that. It's all kind of a bit of a patchwork. But the beauty of Joe as a mixer is he kind of makes things talk to each other. He makes all the songs talk to each other, even if they were recorded in completely different ways and stuff. So it sounds uh, as a whole. Yeah, he kind of makes it sound that way, you know. And then, you know, like I had this song. uh, You know The Necks, right? You know the band The Necks. Sure. So, like, Chris, the pianist from that, I knew him from around Berlin, and the last thing to go down on this record was the song June, which is, like, this sort of 12-minute thing in the middle. Right, right. And I just, and I just, I wrote this song, I kind of sketched it out, recorded the guitar, a bit of a scratch vocal, and then that night I went out and I saw Chris, and I was just, like, he's been, I mean, the next one, I, like I said before, they were, like, huge heroes of mine from when I was a teenager, and I saw him out, and, oh, man, I was just like, oh, I just made something that maybe you'd be interested in. But I didn't know him that well. Like, it felt like a bit of a, like I was trying to talk him into something. And so I said, yeah, I could come around if you got a piano. And then got to the day, and then he emailed me and said, I don't think I can make it. And then he kind of emailed back and said, oh, maybe I can. <laughs> he just came around and drank a couple of cups of coffee and, like, did two takes. And he dug it. Like, I could tell he dug it. And the rest is kind of history. I mean, that's sort of been the reason that this album's kind of, I don't know, 
put us in different places because a Chris is on it and also he's kind of been into it so he was just on the tour we did with Fred and and Joe and he's been really sort of like yeah let's do more like I'm totally up for this and that's been kind of a blessing in so many like um practical but also really like um personal ways you know it's it's been killer yeah so yeah to have a hero be your side man what about you doing the side man thing yeah i do it a bit i do it a bit i don't get asked a whole lot um but when i have done it i've I've done it pretty enthusiastically. Like, uh, there's a guy in Melbourne called Francis Plan. I used to play in his band for a while. He's like a kind of singer-songwriter who, like, intersperses everything with, like, music concrete and free... I mean, like... So that's the whole thing I came out of in Melbourne was, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. It was a real killer free scene going on. And then I was, like... I was a kid back then, and then I was the kid that kind of got into songs, you know? <laughs> Did you, ever, did, you, did you ever see that Towns Van Zandt? Towns Van Zandt. Like, I'd like to be a... Yeah. And, you know, he's saying, oh, I would have liked to be a poet, but then all these songs keep getting in the way. That's kind of like how... <laughs> I feel like that. I would have liked to be, like, an avant-garde musician, but all these fucking songs keep getting yeah, in the way. Yeah, these melodies and hooks. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but I play... I, I, I mean, I grew up playing in other people's bands. I still happily play other people's music, but, um, you know, Berlin's a, Berlin's a weird place. There, aren't, there isn't really a band scene here, you know. There's a free scene. There's an experimental scene. I gather there's an electronic scene and stuff, but there's not really a band scene. You don't go out and see local bands. You, you see stuff passing through, you know. You mean the touring bands. There's, like, no local. Yeah, there's no local scene, which is, you know... Coming from Melbourne, that's like it's like going from the desert to the snow or something, you know. Like, well, no, they're kind of similar. It's well, like going from the tropics to the desert. I don't know what I'm. Well, what to about say. the weather though? Melbourne weather and Berlin weather. Yeah, uh, see, Melbourne weather. It can is, get rainy, right? It gets real hot and so like too hot in summer. Right, right. Like, can't think. Like. You walk out and the whole place is just like got this hum, you know, just like, woo, 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 you know, like <laughs> hot oven. And then winter's kind of pretty brutal because none of the houses are made for it. So it's not that cold, but it's just kind of grim and drafty. Okay. Whereas here, everything's heated, everything's sealed up. Like, yeah. once you're in your house, you're not cold. So it's kind of, Melbourne's kind of tougher in a way. Okay. Well, Larry yes. told me some uh, Berlin winter. Maybe the sun goes away for two months. <laughs> Say again. I, I didn't that's catch what, that. Yeah, that's what Larry told me. He said sometimes in Berlin winters, the sun goes away for two months. That's when it gets brutal. Like yes. that's the shit I can't handle. If it's just not, I don't mind if it's fifteen. Also in Celsius, which I don't know what that is. Probably zero. I don't know. Fifteen below. If the sun's out, you know, but if it's just zero and rainy and grey for two months, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, we're Southern California. We can't handle the weather either. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, it's the middle of November and it's 80 degrees. I mean, <laughs> What's 80? That's like sort of 25 or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, yeah. what's the humidity is like 10%, 12%. Yeah. <laughs> 
Are you wearing a t-shirt? Like, you're wearing a t-shirt, aren't you? I'm wearing a yellow jacket, but it's pretty light. It's pretty yeah, light. Yeah, I'm wearing, like... I'm already I got no shirt a, under it, okay? A thermal and a flannel and, you know, the whole deal. You're all layered up? <laughs> yeah, sure. You're, nine, you're nine hours ahead, too, so it's a little later in the day. But, you know, some of this uh, warmness is not all that happening because... Because uh, of the fires. Yeah, absolutely. Also, drought and... Uh, sure, sure. We call them, you call them wildfires, we call them bushfires. Oh, but yeah, Australia had some big ones. You guys. Yeah, but you guys had some big ones. I know Spain and Portugal had some big ones. Greece. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's all over. I think uh, maybe some change in the climate, maybe. Yeah. There's a the uh, theory going around. No, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Don't be so cynical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... You recording this album, it was pretty spread out. Yeah, well, I mean, some of it was kind of actually even recorded a long time ago. I think the oldest song on there is The Optimist, like uh-huh. the oldest written song. That was that was written for an album we made in 2008. Okay. But the actual, but then re-recorded a couple of years ago. But the well, oldest actual recording on there, I think, is from 2010, like a couple of the instrumental things, like Sunday and Shinobatsu which is named after a place we went in Japan. Um, they were recorded in, like, 2010. So it's like, like, Joe and I have always got this stuff that just sort of goes in the vault until we can find a place to place it because we're both big fans of the album, you know, like uh-huh. the whole... And not just a bunch of songs that kind of on their own are kind of cool, but when they're all together, they just sort of bump around like a bunch of marbles or something, you know, like... So I like things you, to flow consider, into. You consider it like one piece? Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. Like, I don't conceive of it as one piece. Yeah. So to be, I mean, it would be disingenuous of me to say, yeah, like, I conceived this whole album from start to finish. And it's almost two hours, you know, whatever, however long it is. But it's more that as things come together, I start thinking like, okay, what's the whole, what's the whole experience going to be like here? For the few people out there who actually listen to records from start to finish, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've done three of those. And I kind of did conceive them yeah, from sure. start to finish. <laughs> I, like, I totally respect that. Well, like, I, I envy I that. I got the idea from uh, that first two record. There's a quick one, Wise Away. That had big influence on me. Because, sure. you know, Who's I that? come Wait. from uh, The Who, you know, and Happy Jack. Ah, uh, yeah, that. sure, sure. And, I, and, you know, Minutemen, we come from a tradition of very tiny influence by wires. Yeah, stuff, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah. But then it came to a point where it felt like... Oh, then Nickels on the Dime is a long record, right? But it's 48 tunes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, man, you should just... There's too many tunes, dude. Get this, get this, man. Ethan James mixed it one night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he did. I shit the not. It cost eleven hundred dollars to do that record. It's probably the best one I ever played on. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, November 15, thousand eighteen. Dishwap Pedro show. Ned Colette, brother Matt. Hold tight for hour three. Yeah. November fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Tell you about the two black dragons, tell them what their names The two black dragons are here the town, everyone will be scared They've right with that two black dragons and everyone has to run So everybody's getting away Two black dragons has to go home when a hey ho, naughty dotty door, when a hey ho, naughty dotty door. Deep into the tunnel for two black dragons, but for two black dragons is laying down, they only have a rest. But two black dragons can hear the noise, someone's too much noise. So the two black dragons want to get on, fly up and away. 
When the hey ho, naughty dotty do. When the hey ho, naughty dotty do. The two black dragons are getting on, was flying up in the sky. The two black dragons want to hear, they can hear a noise. But two black dragons want two ideas, two black dragons goes to town. So everyone will be scared about, beware of the dungeon. When the hey ho, naughty dotty do, when the hey ho, naughty dotty do. The two black dragons here tonight was everyone won't be scared. The dungeon saw them about. The two black dragons. The two black dragons is look up the sky. There was a magic coal. And the two black dragons turns it to fire dragon and ice dragon. When the hey ho, naughty dotty do, when the hey ho, naughty dotty do. So the ice dragon is shut that dungeon, and fire dragon is shut that dungeon too. Then the dungeon is dead. The two dragons is goodies now, and people loves the dragons. Now everyone is sink on the town. What they say? When the hey ho, naughty dotty do. When the hey ho, naughty dotty do. When the hey ho, naughty dotty do. When the hey ho, naughty dotty do.
for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with the Optimist from Ned Collette. Then a, a, then a couple Australian bands. I think they might even be Melbourne. Amo and the Sniffers. Uh, Balaclava, Lover Boogie. I think these are new bands. Yeah, right. And the, the Drunk Mums with Roll with the Punches. And then out of Hamburg, there in Germany, David Nusselhoff featuring Axel Fage with I Want to Go Back. Daniel Wakeford out of Brighton with two Black Dragons, XX out of Cleveland, Feldhammer, and finally, oh man, Ned Collette. I, I want to ask you about that title. Oh man. Yeah. Well, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was waiting for you to ask me. Because uh, <laughs> you said you wanted to. Um, oh That's man. <laughs> oh man. You know. Oh man. Yeah, like... Uh, Wait, were you watching? You know, there's a Dirty Three song called Everything's Fucked. Oh, okay. It's the closest I get. Oh, man. Because it's a way of people talking here, especially if you watched, uh, what was that movie, Brother Matt? Uh, Sean Penn? Spicoli? Spicoli? What movie was that? Uh, Ridgemont High. Yeah, the guy, oh, man, man, man. (laughs) Actually, it goes back to Cheech and Chong. Oh, yeah. That's where the real... In fact, I think one of them was named Man. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Chico and the Man. He, he made a yeah, TV yeah, show yeah. later, but when they were doing the little bits, mm. I think Cheech Marin was from here, SoCal, yeah, but Tommy BC. Chong was a BC, yeah. yeah. Gang. He even had a comedy club. Yeah. I heard that they did... They first did gigs yeah, at his club. Yeah. 
And that day, wow. all you know, when we were growing up in the seventies, it was about man all the time. So man don't have to be a bummer, like everything's fucked. No, it's just a kind of you know, it's a, it's it's an in between little phrase. But um, I just wanted. To, wait, did you say there was a band from Melbourne called what was it? Mums Drunk? No, what yeah, was it drunk called? Mums, drunk Mums. Drunk Mums. And uh, that's pretty good. But like ten years ago, there was this band there. They were really good. They were called Mum Smokes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Why do you think? It's, a little bit, it's, it's more subtle. Well, a lot more subtle than Amel and the Sniffers. <laughs> I mean, they got a lady singer. I guess yeah. she's Amy, probably, and it turned into Amel. <laughs> you know, it's one of the great creative things you can bring into this universe is a good band name. I remember, Yeah, totally. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, the music doesn't even matter. You just got a good band. I remember we were playing up in the city, and on uh, this was up fi- Firehose Days, and we, the, another band on the bill was Uncle Bob Touched Me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so, so, I want to play Stanky song. Rose. 
Achilles missing throw He likes to play around with his girl Shannon And Imogen's a student now She likes to play around with the cannon Frederica takes it slow And makes sure all the men she knows Can talk before they sing her to the stars Up above the city walls Buzz the things that make it all so pretty See the clouds set up on high They sit upon a Simpson sky And monitor the century's mad capers Morning after never looked so good now Nights are wholly planned and dictated By all the trashy paper The Williamses, the Williamses They take their cars and head out to the country But they keep the windows closed And all around the town The markets burn and drown Yet everyone still looks perfectly posed
writing down Lives a boy whose father frowns At everything the boy attempts to do And up above his caravan He lies alone and when he can He listens for the sound of afternoon The old man often comes a-knocking Cheerful voice if slightly mocking The boy never gives up his position heard thanks Richard Ned Collette last music for this edition before that moments of exile Koda Tashiwada and Yoshiwada father son there in France Dustin Wong ahead of that with world builder imagines city <laughs> talk about title <laughs> and then start all off with Ned Collette doing snaky song and we're discussing the yeah the spelling it don't matter uh, thanks, Richard, though. I mean, you don't yeah. have to explain these things. They already are because they're songs, but any insights you want to give? That song's just, I think it's five, five verses, and each one's just a, a little story, and the, the one that kicked it off was a true story from my mate Richard, and I think, I think most of them are true and a couple are made up. And, um, the one about Richard, which is like the climactic tune, he's a really old friend of mine from high school. I saw him recently. He's an actor. He lives out there. No, wait, I don't know where. He used to live out there with you. I think he lives in London now. Anyway, he just told me this story where he went to stay with his ex-girlfriend in Melbourne, you know, and he hadn't seen her for a long time, and he got there late at night, and she said, you're sleeping in here, and in the morning we'll all have breakfast, and he knew she lived with her boyfriend and stuff, her new boyfriend. But he hadn't seen her, you know, she was like, you'll meet him in the morning, he's out, blah, blah, blah. He came down to breakfast and she was still in bed and he walked into the kitchen and he was just like confronted by this guy that was like the spitting image of him, but <laughs> like 10 years younger, but with a moustache because that, you know, that was the fashion of the day. And you know, like it's pretty rare that you ever, you know, people say to you sometimes like, ah, oh, I mean, this guy looks just like you and then it's like, nah. Nah, but he was like, without even being told that, he just looked at this guy and was like, he was a fucking spirit, like, he just looked <laughs> just like me. Yeah, it used to happen with me and different members of the village people. <laughs> That's why I don't wear a mustache anymore. <laughs> hey, Ned, what's next? Oh, where, where can people, no, first tell people where they can find you on the internet. Well, the easiest thing is just to go to Ned Collette, so N-E-D-C-O-L-L-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, 
Um, you can even just Google dot that. Com. Or just dot com dot com dot com dot social media dot you know data point dot and yeah. uh, what's next? Um, I know you just did some gigs. Yeah, I just did like with the Dream Band with with Joe and Chris and Fred. Right. Um, I got one gig in Berlin before the end of the year, like where I do. I tend to do this in December, like a two set solo thing, and I just you know. Take it easy. And then I think there's a f- little French tour coming up in early Feb. And I'm trying to write some stuff and make a new record. And oh, Joe, Joe and I, and an amazing guy, amazing, amazing guy who, um, I'll send you some, like a guy called James Rushford. He's a composer. Brilliant, brilliant dude. Um, we just finally finished mixing a kind of record of, weird music concrete kind of avant shit so hopefully someone will want to put that out um i don't know just keep trying to keep irons in the fire you know right right uh you know you've been doing this a little while now if you met somebody younger <laughs> with a mustache and was spinning the image of you no, they don't have to have any hair on their looks face a bit like, it looks a bit like my skype photo <laughs> But no, what kind of advice would you give somebody about this racket? Well, there's been such a change, hasn't there? Like, there's been, like, a massive shift, so I don't know if my advice would be pertinent. But I reckon there's I reckon there's things that, like, I don't know. The only thing I search for in anything is a kind of, like, a, a kind of terrible being shackled to the honesty of the cause, you know, rather than, I mean, let's not even talk about trying to make a buck, but like, I don't know, do the work, keep it honest, stick to it, fuck them. That's good advice. (laughs) I think, (laughs) I, I would consider that golden Sage advice. Well, yeah, I don't want, we, what's that? That's, that's yeah. No, I've, uh, I appreciate that definitely coming from you, Mike. What? Okay. And uh, really, I wish I love the record. If you're working Thank hard you. on another one coming soon, that'd be great. Maybe not eight years like the this baby. <laughs> and then come back yeah. on the show, would you? And let, so let's talk about it. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to any time. And uh, you were talking about trying to get over here. Byron and Ted there with Feeding Tube in Massachusetts. You should uh, get on that. About uh, Yeah, you know what? i got to record with uh, Devin Hoff, the oh, cool, yeah. bu- Bust Out Brigade. Maybe they want to put that out. Thanks for uh, uh, reminding yeah. me about those guys. Yeah, they just right, put cool. out the Spiel Gusher vinyl version. Oh, cool. With Richard Yeah, Mancer. right. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Shanine, as you go. Uh, it's been a big honor to have you aboard. Brother Matt, thank you uh, for your... Uh, likewise. Always essential aid in your bet. Pleasure. Yeah. And uh, it's been... Straight back at you guys. Okay, Thanks, man. Thanks, November 15, 2018, edition of the Watt for Pedro Show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. Yeah.